Dobbs and uh, any naffers in the Twitch chat? We're going to Disneyland. It's, oh my goodness, how does he do this? How does he go do it again? You can't do that simple. That's not allowed. This is not FPL. This is a major. Oh, he gets them all. Four, four nitro. It's Team Liquid, and that's what it means to them. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Choking Hazard. We're a few days late on this one as we're going to be talking about what went down at IEM Dallas. I was in Vegas and I was a little hungover and tired yesterday so I didn't have time to make the show. But it doesn't matter how hungover I was, the drinks in Vegas were not strong enough to make me forget about the embarrassment we saw in Dallas. And wow, that was an embarrassment. I don't even, I, I haven't yelled at my computer watching Liquid play in like that in quite some time. Um... I set the stage in our preview episode, but let me let me set the stage again for why this is such an awful performance. Nitro. Nitro's last tournament. It's his last tournament in CS, not even on Liquid. And, and we go out like that? Especially when what was at stake, a, a crowd, a home crowd in front of... Dallas, that would have been a beautiful way to send off for Nitro. And of course, we're going to have to wait even probably much longer to see an NA team in front of a crowd as the uh, Blast Spring Finals is going on. That It is in D.C., but Complexity being the only North American team there isn't exactly super promising. It's, this was just such an unfortunate, embarrassing way for things to go. I, I can't express enough how, how sad this is to see Liquid bomb out of a tournament the way they did here. Um, we, we played three matches. We, we only got three different opponents. Game one, best of one against the Stralis. Uh Coming into this one, when, I, when I, we were talking about how this match would look like, I always said this match would be a coin flip that would rest on the shoulders of all techs. Altex, he's, if, if anyone doesn't know the name, don't blame me if you don't, uh, new new guy on the Astralis main squad, uh, never really played Tier 1 CS, this Astralis lineup hasn't played Tier 1 CS with him before this tournament, and I always said, it depends if he would be a bit like Prodigy or someone that would play a little weaker, and he stepped up, he absolutely dominated us, he had 29 kills, with an HLTV rating of 1.3 as well. That is mind-blowing for your first major game of Counter-Strike. And of course, Liquid get a little unlucky in this facet as Altex really would kind of go quiet the rest of the tournament. This was his only match uh, of any value. Device. Device also really shown. Uh, he, his return to the big stage is... <laughs> he was gone for so long, yet I don't think we saw a misstep he didn't lose any form he still lights out these two all text and device absolutely crushed us with multi-kill after multi-kill and i think a big issue of why this game uh didn't work out for us was in regular time before it went to overtime we needed more ct sided rounds to, to just to make up for the lack of t rounds that we uh that we ended up winning um and that's just, it just didn't happen, which which ended up inevitably causing OT, and we dropped the ball because liquid late game is, is, is not really something I'm ever excited to see. Uh, but our T side, I'm going to harp on this pretty much this entire episode. 
the Teesside calling is completely uninspired. Likely a kinder calling at the moment, or was for the tournament, as uh, I can't imagine Nitro was calling this tournament due to him stepping out. Anyways, they'd probably want to get a feel for what Yakinder would be like if he ends up stepping up into the IGL role. Uh, and, and I'm not sure if Yek's calls were due to you know limited practice hours as IGLs because this this hasn't been the case for a long time. But I'm not sure if this is a you know a time thing, just unlucky timing, limited practice. Or is this the full picture of Yakinder calling for this team? I, I don't really, I don't know. And we're going to talk about a lot of the, the roster stuff, not today, but in the next episode. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see a lot. We'll talk a lot. We'll, we'll figure out what's going on there. We'll di- uh, dissect it and digest it. But for this tournament, the T-side calling was not it. It, it was, it was very hard to watch. Um, it is very tough. Uh, now on to the Greyhound match, which I was really expecting just a stress-free match, just to, you know, slip on into the next round. No worries, no sweat. But, you know, of, of course it's liquid. So I, I got three maps worth of watching on only two maps. Uh, and, I, again, T-side. T-side really stunted the series. It hurt us so much. Uh, there's a the, the the big one of the biggest things I watch and see whenever I, I'm watching Liquid is any aggressive plays that the CT side makes when Liquid's on the offense. Liquid just looks lost. They don't know how to handle any aggression. They can't they can't shut it down. They can't they don't make moves across the map to make up for the aggression happening on that side. When when Greyhound was aggressive, and they were aggressive a lot. Liquid just bunch of bunch of lost puppies out there, you know. And again, we'll keep harping on T problems as we go on, especially because when I say when I said earlier, T side calling is uninspired. Oh Lord, did I mean it? Every round usually has the same feel to it. Like would take a strong march to you know the default positions, quickly get out into the spots they need to be in, and then freeze. They just freeze, no moves. No, no attempts to go take a pick. No info gathering. No map control plays. Until there's about 15 seconds on the clock. And then said, well, we're almost out of time. What do we got to do? Just got to run into a site. And at that point, the CT site already knows where you're at. They're making the plays. They're figuring out the info. Whereas Liquid, what are you doing? Where's, where's the plays? I need to see something happen around the map. Otherwise, like I said, you're going to walk into a site with three guys, four guys on it, ready to go. They haven't wasted any utility because they haven't needed to. It's, it's really uh, terrible. It's, it's unexcusable, really, to see some of the, the play calling that we saw. Um, and I'm really hoping this is a temporary thing, but God, it doesn't feel like it. It really doesn't. Um, but yeah, we, we ended up pulling, a, pulling it away. Uh <laughs> In about 90 rounds, which, I, I mean, goddamn, I I love Counter-Strike, but I, I this is not really super related, but I hate watching Overtime and Counter-Strike. It is, I don't know, I find it insanely boring. Uh, it could just go on a, even the, even Henry G and Anders during the cast were talking about how much they dislike it. It, it has the potential to go on forever. I don't really know what you can do to change it. I'm not the expert here. I'm just saying from 
uh, a me perspective, watching overtime and Counter Strike is not fun at all. I, I'd love a different format, maybe a best of four rounds instead of six. Uh, so kind of like meet in the middle of what we have now and what Valorant has. Uh, I just I I don't enjoy it. It really, it's it just it's not fun. Uh, but yeah, we pulled that series out 2-0, even if it didn't feel like it. We went on to see phase where uh, we saw 2-0 again, but not in the way we wanted to. Um, I think this was the match that really made it evident for me that Liquid were just phoning it in for this event. Uh, I don't think they really were trying to push. I don't think they really had that push to go far, which is a shame because they should have. Uh, they didn't They didn't do as hot as I would have liked at the major, and they don't play in any other tournaments for the rest of the the, the season. So I would have thought this would be a good time to maybe build some confidence um and shit man even like i said on the preview make it to the damn semifinals the quarterfinals i would have taken at this point but to go out one and two with your one win a close one against greyhound it's i they shouldn't have even been in a position to go face phase i would have much preferred them to just be already past astralis Past, I can't stretch my brain around how painful this tournament was with everything in in the grand in the grand scheme of everything. With full context, this event just hurts. But um, let's let's talk about the phase matchup. Uh, I've there's been a lot of very strong issues I've talked about. Um, I I really can't stress enough how bad liquids trading is though they're one of probably their biggest issues aside from the t side is they set themselves up for untradeable kills i don't know whether it's due to greed or wanting to to be the star of the lineup to top the the leaderboards but it's got to stop you see so many times uh yakindar make a play where he goes in solo which sometimes don't get me wrong works out and wins rounds but more often than not, you see Yakindar just run in somewhere, die first, and boom, there's there's the round. It's a 4v5. I didn't even count, but I know that most of the rounds that Liquid played in this tournament probably were 4v5s. There's so many first deaths. And especially watching this match against FaZe made this even harder to watch because FaZe did a phenomenal job of setting themselves up for trades. Like, even, hey, they're, 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 they're coming out, hey, even if I die here, you know, let, 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 it's okay. Come in and after me, trade me. We're going to work this out. We're going to take the site together. They're making plays as a team and not just kind of pugging it, which uh, I see a lot of I see a lot of pug-style gameplay with Liquid. Uh, but, yeah, this causes so many 4v5s. So many clutches for the other team, like that Rops 1v3, just, I mean, that was, I, I'm not, I don't even know if I want to get into that, because that was a tricky round. Um, they got, what, was it three down on site? It was, again, it was an anti-eco round for Liquid. They, they opened up B site on Nuke, got three, and they were probably anticipating the fourth to be there, because uh, it was an eco round for FaZe, and likely... You see a lot of times stacks happen with that. So uh, Elige leads the charge with, I think it was Naf and Nitro, kind of 
lagging behind a little bit. Elise runs up the vent, goes up the vent uh, to check the site, to, to go to go take a site. But Robs is just waiting the vents with a 5-7, gets the kill, runs down quickly as Naf and Nitro are quickly trying to retreat back on to B site. With like 15 seconds left, of course, 15 seconds left. It's liquid. I mentioned this earlier. They're really good at just wasting time in a round. Nitro and Naf are scrambling to site, and they just, uh, Naf tries to protect Nitro, but he gets blinded. Uh, Nitro, or sorry, did I say Naf? I, Naf was trying to pl- uh, protect Nitro planning, gets blinded, gets killed. It, it's a mess. Regardless, so many clutches lost, so many clutches thrown away. It's so many. This is the this is a big one for me. So many anti eco losses. They were painful this tournament. Liquid lost a total of nine in the whole event, which you know doesn't sound like much, but with consideration that they only played in three matches, that is a lot. That is a lot of anti ecos lost, and most of those came against Phase. I believe five or six of them. You're not gonna win a game against Phase. With five or six anti-eco. Like, I, I don't... There's just... You can't expect it. You can't even wish on it. You can't hope for it. That's it. That's the game. You, you throw that many rounds away, you're going to lose the game. But yeah. Overall, a very frustrating t- uh, tournament. Uh, hard to watch Counter-Strike every single match. There wasn't a single game where I was happy with my team. Uh, and I'm really hoping that the summer break, which we'll talk about in... We'll talk about that soon. We'll change some things for the squad. But let's talk about the bright points of this tournament. Naf. It's <laughs> when I'm talking the good parts of Naf or the good parts of Liquid, it's always Naf that I need to bring up. He was on fire some games. And he really was the only piece of the puzzle that seemed to really make sense. Uh, he set a tournament rating of 1.14, which isn't the best, but considering how some of these matches went, I'm not holding it personally against him. Like I said, whenever I feel down about this team, it's it's always just nice to remember that Naf is the piece you can always build around. Mr. Consistent, I want to call him, even though I know that name belongs to someone else, which I am not ringing a bell on right now. He's strong, and I'm very happy we have someone like him on the team. Uh, as far as the honorable mention of MVP goes, I'm going to have to give that to OC. Um, not a stellar tournament. But I got to say, this man owns an Anubis. Others I have doubts in. Anubis is this guy's, you know, this is his map. This is his place to be. And I, I really have excitement for a, a potentially promising future with him. His skill ceiling is extremely high. My, the only problem that keeps him away from being the star he could be is consistency. He gets that down and we'll be all set. But yeah, that's going to do it for this discussion of IEM Dallas. Potentially Liquid's last CSGO event. We'll catch you guys in, in the next week or so talking about the summer break, the roster, everything that happened this season, everything that's going to happen next season. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.